Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You guys, this is a true story. If you listen to my podcast with Kim Kardashian, you know that she told me on it that she used to not wear underwear ever until she came out with skims. And at that point, your girl, me, was only wearing granny panties. I was like, I don't need anything wedging me all day. I don't get the hype. None of it, right? After Kim said that, I was like, I want to try this. So I started with the Fits Everybody collection by Skims. And I swear to you on my podcast, okay, that ever since then, I'm an exclusively, except my period, thong wearer. And my go-to is the Fits Everybody collection by Skims. I don't feel it. Like I used to not get people that wore thongs. I was like, how do you wear Like, isn't it rough? Like, no, none of it. Like it's literally so stretchy. It's so soft. It melts into your body. You forget you're wearing it. Honestly, like you forget you're wearing it. So I highly recommend the fits everybody collection and their thongs. Skims is a solution oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear, loungewear, and shapewear for everybody. Listen, it is wild to me that Skims literally became the name for shapewear. So go Skims, go Kim, believe the hype. Skims fits everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com and you can get free shipping on orders over $75 all at skims.com. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, we need to talk about the like number one most important thing. Firstly, Zach, you I mean, you deserve this. Okay, after everything you've been through this season, in my opinion, but I my inbox when I posted like screen grabs of you from like the reunion, everyone's like Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, (laughs) Ben Affleck. Are you getting this? Are you like, wait, hello? The, The funny thing is, I'm actually really surprised that that is coming up more. So 
there was a face psychologist on Reddit. I don't know if it was really a face psychologist, but they're on Reddit, so it has to be official. And <laughs> oh my god, are you going on Reddit, Zach? I tell him to stay away. I'm like, don't even go there. Just don't go there. Oh my okay. god, don't go there. Okay, okay. let's hear him out. <laughs> and they said that I have, I must have the most generic face of all time. <laughs> they listed off a Star Wars level credit scene. Of everybody they had, had, this guy had documented, I'd been compared to. And it's crazy. People I'd never seen. I mean, it was at least, I think like 70 people they listed (laughs) off that that supposedly I looked just like. But Ben Affleck was one that I got a lot in undergrad and going into law school until (laughs) until the Property Brothers hit. And so it's 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 pretty wild that the Ben Affleck one is making a resurgence. The beard. Yeah. It's what I mean, first of all, it's a compliment, right? Like he's a good looking guy. He's nagged like freaking J-Lo. And I saw the Property Brothers. So this is something you have gotten before both of these comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. And it must have felt so good for you also, especially after the whole Irina thing, which, you know, her reaction to you probably it can make a person feeling as much as on love is blind you guys are like are you my well she's not really my you guys are very honest about it i have i would get so hurt if someone even said like you're not my type would be like why why should be ever so what i mean is you guys are open about like you know i thought you would look different or whatever but it's it still must have hurt her reaction to to you so then to get this like oh no he's actually you know an a-list movie star (laughs) lookalike must feel really good you know, I I think for me, it had more to do with being somewhat played that hurt and than necessarily like her not liking my physical appearance. I don't think that really bugged me. If you saw, like I even had dressed that with her where I was like, look, if I'm not your type, I'm not your type. Like, let's just, that's, that wasn't a big thing for me. And, and that's the truth is that everybody has it something else that they're looking for, right? Not not everybody has the same physical type that they're looking for. But the the point of love is blind is to figure out your, oh, what's the point? Tell me. You're you're like your what what your type is emotionally, like what you're looking for in a person. And so I I I think that a lot of what you saw, well I don't think I know. A lot of what you saw was an over-dramatized reaction. So I mean, I, I don't think I took it too personal, but yeah. Are you confident? Bliss, is he is he like a really confident person? Yeah, he's definitely super confident for sure. I think like even in that scenario, like not falling apart, you know, and just like kind of staying true to himself shows that he's super confident. I'd say he's more confident. That was one of my favorite parts. Like when you told her, I don't remember where you were sitting, but when you were like, listen, because I thought for some reason the way the story was introduced like I I thought you were going to be played for longer do you know what I mean that's just how I saw things going you know I thought this would be longer it'd be dragged out more so when you kind of put the bottom line you were like listen you're not feeling this it's not it like let's end it I was like like I was so happy because I don't know maybe we've seen this before in reality tv where like you know it's not it but it's being dragged and the fact that you put an end to it like so for me really when i when i made that decision like everybody had gone through so much right and i was completely a, like a wreck in mexico by by the by the end of it it was just like it, it was so exhausting 
And by the way, when I say over-dramatized, just to be clear, I'm not talking about over-dramatized on the editing. I'm talking like over-dramatized on the way that, yeah. There was a lot of things happening kind of off camera that she was doing. Like, <laughs> it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and honestly, we're, we're both moved on from it, but... Just, just to say, we, I've not moved on. What? Tell me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that we, we really care too much about. But it, it, it is, it is something that I think a lot of people don't understand is that you, you're not actually seeing the entirety of what was going on. Well, was it worse? Like, was it worse than what we were saying? Better? Yeah. No. Was it not the same? The things that were said behind closed doors were substantially worse, but. But there was a point where I realized like, so what had been conveyed to me and then what was actually happening in the real world was different. And when I realized that there was communications happening from my fiance that were disparaging to me, to other people, as well as in interviews, like, like there, there were a lot of red flags. Like, Like there'd be questions like, Hey, you're not saying anything bad about me, are you? before they in it before I'd be interviewed in private. And so those are kind of like, hey, what? But there was a point where I figured out that 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 was happening. And that was on the second day. And that really hurt to know like that someone would was disparaging you. And honestly, that was the point where I realized like, hey, I'm I'm out. And there were some things that happened that made it very clear that there was some acting going on on screen where the the ick was a little bit about telling a story and I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't going, I wasn't there to be on a reality TV show. Like I was there to try to find a wife and I realized that that person was not looking for that. And so I was like, okay, I'm not, you know, and, and the truth was, and and this is to Irina's point that that one of the things she said that I, I think is true. I was distraught when I ended it with bliss. I think Irina knew that I was distraught when I ended it with Bliss. I think everybody could tell that I had made a mistake. I knew I had made a mistake. And I think that when Irina and I had met, the, the connection wasn't there. So, and I, I think that is true. I think that like she could feel that, I could feel that. But the difference was, is like, I'm like, okay, I'm still going to treat you with respect and try to to move forward with this and see if we can make something of it. But and that's just kind of my personality is like when I, when I make a decision, I, I stubbornly kind of continue forward with it. And that's probably a, a bad trait. It's, it's caused me success in, in some areas. And as you've seen, caused me to make or continue on bad paths. But I, I was proud of myself in that, you know, I, I did recognize that it was a mistake and I decided like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to continue on with this. Have you guys tried 21 Seeds? It's amazing, award-winning, infused tequila, okay? 21 Seeds is a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. It's smooth. It's not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. I'm like either white wine or tequila blanco kind of a girly, but I'm not downing pure shots of tequila blanco. I usually need some sort of a chaser, but I don't like it to be too sugary and literally 21 seeds and their infused tequila. It just made all my dreams come true, solved all my problems. They also make the most delicious and easy margaritas and cocktails so you can 
focus on the fun instead of trying to be, you know, a bartender or a mixologist and make your own cocktails. So check out 21 Seeds if you want to try an amazing one-of-a-kind infused tequila. I also really love the 21 Seeds is a female-founded company. Love to hear about a female-founded company. It's by two sisters and one friend. And they're also super committed to celebrating the LGBTQ community. The founder, Kat Hanta, said that she created the brand with the intention of providing a fun and inviting space that is inclusive. So super inclusive. We love to freaking hear that. So try 21 Seeds infused tequila for easy and delicious cocktails. Visit 21seeds.com to find 21 Seeds near you. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. I remember that I somehow was clueless a few years ago and I used to use deodorant that wasn't aluminum free and paraben free and all that stuff. And then I was introduced to native and I was like, hello, lava. I can't believe you smell good. And I know that I'm using stuff that's like good for me. So I stuck with native for years because I'm always worried about protecting my skin. I was so happy to find out the native came out with a sunscreen an amazing, quickly absorbing, ultra sheer, hydrating, lightweight sunscreen that offers broad spectrum SPF 30, protects you against UVA and UVB rays. And what's great about this one, it's made with 20% active zinc oxide formula. So if you guys don't know, zinc oxide is really what helps you not get that pigmentation. So if you are prone to that in the face, it's better for you to use an SPF that has zinc oxide in it. So you don't get that, you know, that shadow stash. Also, what I love is that native sunscreen is made with oils derived from plants that seal in moisture and it's vegan and cruelty free like all their other products. Plus they have three delicious but subtle scents like coconut and pineapple rosé or sweet peach and nectar for your face and body or you can try their unscented option so give your skin the protection it deserves with natives mineral sunscreens go to native do.com slash not skinny or use promo code not skinny at checkout to get 20 percent off your first order that's native do.com slash not skinny or use promo code not skinny at checkout native do.com slash not skinny or use promo code not skinny I just remembered the eye contact thing because like we hadn't seen that. That was played out on on social media too, right? It got like a viral. <laughs> I'm not getting any of it right now. I'm like, hey, he's not even looking at me. No, but now I just remembered in a conversation with you where that's not something that I feel, right? I'm like, wait, we hadn't actually felt that since that moment where that was happening. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when when you heard the list, like, I know, <laughs> I know. So in that moment or watching it back or when you found out there was this discussion of like the intense eye contact situation, people were talking about people analyzing it, diagnosing you with things, right? Like, what was that like? And were you ever told it before? And I haven't noticed it since like on the show, the reunion or even now. So I'll I'll say two things. One, I I do think I I can have a a pretty strong gauge. Especially when you're shocked. You're like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so. Well, not like Marshall and is right. Like Marshall has more like. I stuff going on. He's expressive. Yeah. I don't know if he would say that, but I think that, I think that, you know, when you're trying to connect with someone, you want to look at them in the eyes, but if you don't want to be seen, if you, if you, if you don't want people to know what's going on inside of you, you don't want them to look at you the eyes in the eyes. I, I would say that the blinking thing 
It's just not, it's just not true. <laughs> like if you, you know, the way, the way that that got played up was just, if you, you go watch like three random reels that I play and count my blinks. Okay. <laughs> like just count them, count them at the reunion when it's live. Like it's not, it's not a thing. It's a thing. But the other thing that I think is quite interesting is a thing called attentional bias. And I've talked a lot about this and it's something that I deal with in my profession as a lawyer. Are you a criminal defense lawyer? Yeah. So attentional bias is this phenomenon where one, whatever our attention is directed to, we associate it with being more important than it actually is. So then that's a, like an, a valuable thing in life to know is like whatever your attention is, is focused on, whatever problem it is, it's probably less important than you actually think it is. But the other one is that whatever our attention is directed to, we associate causal properties with. And this is going to be an interesting psychological thought experiment. Now, <laughs> Does he do this a lot, Bliss? Does he explain like these big things? Yeah, yeah. I learned so much. Of- <laughs> no, I want to know. I, I want to, like, I'm interested. Tell I me. learn every day. <laughs> so if you look at, like, think about the old saying, don't shoot the messenger. The reason that existed is throughout history, you know, you go back to the Roman times, whenever there was a battle and there had been defeat, the messenger would come back and tell this story of defeat, right? And everyone would kill the messenger. They would literally kill the messenger. And if there was a victory, everyone would praise the messenger and they would celebrate with them and they'd have drinks. And because we associate the cause of an event with whatever our attention is directed to. Now, if you remember <laughs> the event that happened when Irina had met, I think everyone had attributed that event to me. But why? Because think it's something that we do subconsciously without realizing it. We, when there's something awkward that's happening, we will defensively project attention onto the other person with accusations, accusing them. It's like, why are you making this awkward? It's like, well, am I making this awkward? What is the situation? And it's hard for anyone to, to see this. But if, if you look, when Irene is like saying things like, you don't blink, you look like a cartoon character, you can see the situation's awkward and you automatically kind of attribute it to me, right? And maybe maybe I, I played a role in it because I'm, I, I'm like, okay, this is... But I actually, believe it or not, I actually tried to calm the situation down and you don't see that. Like I, I tried to, like when I got there, I was like, hey, let's move around. Let's try to, to you know, calm our nerves. And it was just... So I thought about that situation a lot. And I think because the attention is directed towards me, you naturally attribute me to the cause of the situation. But if, if you look at my interaction with Bliss when we first meet, arguably the stakes are a lot higher, right? Right. So like we're, we're meeting and Bliss and I actually have some tension because of what. Oh, had- I see what you're okay. It's taking me a minute. Yeah. I'm blo- I'm connecting it to the don't shoot the messenger. I'm, I'm yeah. connecting all these dots. So you're saying because she's directing the weirdness onto you, we're focusing on you, but it wasn't actually all you making it weird and cringy. Right. Yeah. And that, okay. that, that, but I, it's hard to see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. And also things are blown up. Like, yeah, there was, it was a lot, it was a lot towards that. And then you met bliss, but I want to go back to, to meeting bliss in the pods because, you know, this is a part that I like about love is blind is that it moves. Right. And as a, as a viewer, it's fun because you're like, OK, they get there. They meet pods, a few people. They pick one. They go to Mexico. Like, I like that. But I know that we probably miss so much, you know. So so tell me about meeting in the pods, both of you, from from your perspective, Bliss, like huh. meeting Zach, thinking he's the one. 
at some point he breaks it off. We saw you. Like, at least there's proof, right? <laughs> like, there's video proof. Yeah. He was upset. He was very upset. So tell me about that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's such a unique experience to be able to date in this way. Body language is so important. You have all these biases when you physically see someone subconsciously that you're not even aware of. For me, it was pretty like, like day one, our first seven minute date, like I just had this like feeling like this, just like feeling inside of my heart. Like this is my husband. Not that I like loved him right away. I just like felt it. It was really, really bizarre. And I like took a long time for me to even be able to like admit that out loud. Cause that sounds bonkers. I'm such a logical person. Like I didn't even really know him at that point. Right. But with each date, we just kind of got like closer and he just kind of kept hitting like every point, like, yep, we connect on this. We connect on this. We connect on this. And it just felt like so right. And then of course, getting like involved into all of this drama that I had absolutely no desire to be a part of really just made it kind of like worse. And I never want to feel like I'm in competition, especially for a guy. Like that's just not my vibe. I'm not. But did you, so tell me more about that. Like, cause love is blind is different. You don't live in a villa, right? You go back to your jobs, but you do have those quarters. So like Mm -hmm. how much do you hang out there? And did you see, like, do you guys see other girls talking about the guy that you know that you met and like what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spend all day there. So whenever we're not on a date, we're in the lounge. So we're there from like, what, 7 a.m. until later into the evening. So you really that's why there's such close friendship that come out of it, because you're always there. You're always around each other and you definitely overhear things. Sometimes people will purposefully talk loudly about a guy, you know what I mean, to try to like stir stuff up. And I really just try to like ignore it all. Obviously, there was a point where I couldn't ignore it because of what, you know, all the different things that were happening and the cupcake stuff and whatever. But I just What's the cupcake wanted, stuff? Yeah, the cupcake, the cupcake gate or the candle thing, I guess. The whole candle thing where Irina asked for a candle and when I cooked him cupcakes for his birthday. Oh. Forgotten. And there was that whole morning there was a conversation about like me telling her, like, look, let's just like drop it. Like you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. And she kind of disrespected that. So it just kicked off into this whole dramatic. So you weren't getting along with her like in the quarters separately. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to. I was really trying to like I kept bringing up the conversation like just like let's just let it be like it doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to talk about him. You do your thing. I do my thing. This is isn't a competition. Did it it sound like she was gunning for him? Yeah, for sure. And other guys like she definitely, I wasn't the only one she kind of was trying to like mess with. It was definitely like other, other people. And hopefully she's learned to not do that in the future, but you spend so much time together. So separately, she and I just maybe didn't click right. Like personality wise, we're just super different. And then back in the pods with him, you know, I knew obviously he was very open and transparent about what was going on. And he was between, you know, these two people. And I never told him what she did. Like I kind of alluded a little bit to there being things like not good, but I never wanted to tell him details because I didn't want to manipulate him or try to like force him into choosing me by default, essentially. So maybe that was a little unfair on my side, but I was like, I'm not going to talk about her that much because it just has nothing to do with us kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we ended things and like, I was very like, so how many dates did you have? Like how many dates did you have? We had probably, so there we had, there's like two dates a day. So, and they're each like hours long. So we probably had like hours, hours long, five hours long. Yeah. No, you had a five hour date. 
I know, right? Like you're like, huh? Wait, the oh. first one is seven minutes. Like that's just the way it is. Yeah, day one, because you have to meet everyone and there's 15 guys, 15 girls. So they do seven minutes, like a speed dating kind of thing. And then you cut it pretty quickly in half. And then you keep cutting it each day and the dates get longer and longer and longer. So I think the longest one we had was five hours. Yeah, does that sound right? Do you take like pee breaks? Do you go and like come back and get a drink or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go to the bathroom, get drinks. You get food. Wow. So no, first of all, now it makes sense. Like Tiffany could have fallen asleep. So let's give yeah. her some. Yeah. yeah, you're seeing you're, 15 yeah. minutes. We're all, we're all like, you get to a point where so, you, you've been talking so long, you become delirious. Yeah. And <laughs> I had this moment with Bliss that is now the second most embarrassing moment of my life <laughs> where we're talking about Leon Womack. And <laughs> and I'm back. so tired. I'm so <laughs> tired. And I remember when I said it in my gut, I was like, okay, just don't, don't acknowledge it. There's <laughs> at least, attention. yeah, at least it won't end up in the cut. And I see it sit there and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so funny, but you, so you have five hour conversations. So you're spilling like your whole life to this person. Yeah. It's like, you think like, how do these people fall in love and just a short period of time, but then you don't realize like how long these dates are and all you're doing is talking, right? There's not a physical right. things. You're just literally talking, playing games, just like getting to the nitty gritty, like singing deep, songs. Deep. Yes. I sang so many songs. Exactly. You, you all these no, okay. We need, that's a whole, I mean, listen, I'm, I got your back Zach. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure that I can defend the singing on every occasion, but you know what? She loves you so much. Like, first of all, fucking like wow this woman even when you sing even when <laughs> zach we need to talk about the singing okay let's talk about the singing you is that like a dream is that like you want always wanted to sing i want to just add a minute it's so funny because we there's not like music in the pod so i told my family I'm like i need these guys to sing to me because i like need music so and it worked out okay <laughs> so so this is the interesting thing on the singing thing you know, I had, I had always liked, you know, just singing to random music, but I had never actually tried to learn how to, to sing until it, it was fairly recent, but I adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah obviously. But I have the, a propensity for auditory information and, and just the ability to, to store auditory information pretty rapidly. So I, Going in the pods, I had, had memorized around like 30 different songs that I could sing from beginning to end. And so <laughs> I, wait, like you made it a point, you're like 30. Like you picked 30. Well, just over time, like I would I'd I'd try to learn a song like a day. And it usually takes me about 30 minutes to memorize a song. And then <laughs> I, I would I would try to memorize <laughs> like songs that I really liked or had had a deep meaning to me. And so a part of like in the pods was like sharing some of the songs and some of the dates you don't actually see there was another person that had dated for substantially a while and there was a point where they had asked me a question about the songs that i would sing because they were like a lot of your songs are really depressing and dark <laughs> and like I, I it was like that moment actually helped me realize and helped them realize that we weren't meant to be together because <laughs> um, the singing did not click for them <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there was now I'm remembering there was drama about one of your songs too. Wow, you really went viral this season. Yeah. One of the songs that you sang, I guess you didn't say that it was an original Zach. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, like 
people were talking about the singing and then it was like he didn't even make up the song he took oh, the man. song oh man yeah the the internet sleuths out there <laughs> wait did you say in the pod though this is did i wrote this yeah so netflix was amazing on this uh, and i was really impressed because there were some internet sleuths and there's quite a few and like you know i can't respond to all of them where i talked to bliss and i'm like respond to this like you can't. and she's like don't respond can't. don't respond but on this one it, it was quite necessary because there was someone who had put out a thing that had they, they had said zach gotowski is a liar and a thief and plagiarist. a plagiarist yeah. and then it, it just got viral and i was like okay i i have to address this so if you actually check i i did put out a video addressing this but netflix provided a completely unedited version of the events so that you could see exactly and it was just for time Right. You can only put so much time on, like there's not they, they don't have time to show the entire, you know. Right. They weren't people. trying to make you out to be a plagiarist. It just didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't an important people, people would have part tuned out if it would have gone longer than 31 seconds. Right. <laughs> so wait. So what was the part that that was missing? Well, well, so I say I wrote you a song. It's not it's not I don't remember the exact words, but it's not an original song. I've changed the words just a little bit and so i i posted that so people could see that it's Dr. like i never name. i never claim that it's an a loves those receipts i mean listen if you have the receipts you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah why not but netflix the only reason i was able to get that is because netflix provided them to us yeah, to, so nice. to clear our name and I, I was really impressed by how well they they treated us so that was that was nice to be able to provide that because otherwise <laughs> it had just been my word. Right? He's a lawyer, so it wouldn't have gone yeah. well with it being a liar. Wait, so Bliss, when he was singing you songs, you were you were into it. You were like, yeah, oh my God, I wanted I wanted somebody to sing me. Songs. It might have been the deprivation of music that I, you know, but yeah, I did. And like for me, like I grew up singing, too. And like singing supposed to be fun. It doesn't always have to be like perfectly good. Not that you're not not that you're a bad singer. <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't have to be like this really good thing. And I I missed the Justin Bieber concert to go to the pods and he sang some Justin Bieber songs. So I was like, sweet, this is great. Give me more. You know, I missed the concert. So, <laughs> oh, my God, that's so cute. <laughs> are you mad that he's saying to other girls? Or are you like, I wish you just sang to me? At least if you're. You know, I kind of think that it was nice that I missed out on that one song. That song, I think, just wasn't maybe wouldn't have landed as well <laughs> if it was to me. So I think it was sung to the the rest. Biore skincare has always encouraged people to get the shit out of their pores. And now they're taking the same approach with mental health. That's why I'm so excited to be partnering with Biore skincare in their get that shit out campaign. This May, in support of Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm kicking off the campaign by sharing my mental health story to help strip away the stigma around anxiety, a topic that is near and dear to me. So join me and get that shit out in support of mental health. Every post is a step closer to normalizing conversations about mental health. You know, before I started talking about my anxiety, it was so much worse. It's so much worse to keep it all bottled up inside and feel alone and feel unseen. And I remember starting to hear people or celebrities or really anyone talk about their struggles with mental health 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone in this world. So many people are experiencing it. And the more people talk about it, the less stigma there will be. So Biore Skincare and I want you to get that shit out and help us strip away the stigma. Tell us what's on your mind by using Biore's Strip Away the Stigma digital card in their pinned mental health posts on Instagram. Just take a screenshot and fill in what you're stripping for. Then tag three friends to encourage them to get that shit out too. Every post is a step closer to normalizing conversations about mental health. Plus, you can enter to win a giveaway for a spa gift card for a self-care day, courtesy of Biore Skincare. Head over to at Biore US, B-I-O-R-E-U-S, and check it all out. You guys, I almost cried the other week because... I had somebody from TaskRabbit come and build a new closet for me. And then he bled on my bowl and branch duvet cover that I cherish, that I cherish. Okay. I've told you guys so many times in life, like we deserve nice things. We deserve nice things. You work hard and you spend, I don't know, there's math on it and statistics, however many hours or years sleeping in your life, you deserve good freaking cotton sheets. No microfiber for you. Okay. Stop with the freaking microfiber. You guys need to get on Bowl and Branch. It's so good. That's why I was like heartbroken when I got this man's blood on my sheets. I just wanted to tell you guys that Bowl and Branch is the best. Like it's the best. I put it on the bed. Hus was literally like, am I at a hotel? Like what's happening? And here's the thing. You don't have to wait to go to a hotel to enjoy really luxury, 100% organic sheets that are literally superior in their softness and they just provide a better night's sleep. Like you deserve to feel like you're going to sleep in a hotel. So sleep better at night with Bolin brand sheets. Yes, I have a discount code, uh, 15% off your first order. The promo code is not skinny at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code not skinny. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wait, so let's talk about your your reconnection, because that's something, first of all, like, Bliss, I think it comes across that you're just like a good hearted person that obviously your ego is it's such a healthy amount of it. You know, I feel like so many people would have missed out yeah. on a love story because of ego. You know what I mean? Would have been like, well, I'm not going to, you know, look like I, you know, came back to this or mm-hmm. and you managed to put it aside. So tell me about hearing from Zach after the breakup in Mexico and going on that, on that date with him. Yeah. You know, I, I was surprised that, you know, there was like, let's reach out this soon and like meet up. And I wanted to be open to, cause to your point, like it would have been like an ego and pride thing. And I had to make a decision, like, because I felt like I knew this was my person. I was like, I'm going to give him an opportunity. And I'm not going to like let my pride or my ego get in the way of like something that's potentially like, you know, my person. And so it took a struggle to get there. It wasn't as easy. Right. But I was like, okay, I'm going to hear him out. And the producers kind of, how did he reach out to you? Did he reach out to you personally? So the, He didn't have my phone number and my information. So he reached out to the producers, the producers reached out to me and I was like, what? Like, really? Okay. Like, fine. I'll like go hear him out. And like, you can kind of see that I'm maybe a little bit like trying to hold, you know what I mean? My emotion back. Like standoffish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a little you standoffish, little. you know, I got to give him a hard time a little bit. <laughs> But there was just like this really intense connection. Like the moment our eyes locked, it was like this crazy chemistry. 
And I was, I was surprised by that, to be honest. Like, obviously I had developed love for him. I was like, okay, like I felt like this was my person, but the the physical side to really like have that come full circle too was really intense and like really unexpected. And so is he like your type usually like you guys talk about type. Yeah. I mean, he's not, not my type. You know what I mean? Like I (laughs) wouldn't be like, he's not my type, but like, yeah, I think like the guys I've dated in the past, they look pretty similar to him. I mean, he looks like 120 people. So I guess, um... Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know what? I'm looking back and like from the beginning of watching, I think at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I like him. Like I was, I was, I was team Zach. And even when you guys got engaged, I remember I was like, I am rooting for them. And I have to, you know, I'm always going to be honest. There were some, you know, I like to, I can see kind of the consensus mm-hmm. half were kind of like pro yeah. half were like, what, this is too quick. Like it's not believable. Like people thought it was like, you know, not real, but I have to say that by your wedding, it was like unanimous. Like everyone, you know, is supportive and loves you in, as a couple. So it was a slow build. I feel like for the audience too. It was definitely like a slow burn for the audience for sure. Yeah. So when we met, I was not looking for anything. Just just to be clear about like when that happened, I like when I was in Mexico, I mean, I remember the entire time I was laying there, I was like, you should have, you should have proposed to Bliss. Like, regardless of what would have happened, you should have proposed to her. And like a big part of my decision was based in fear. Like I was very afraid about what would happen. My decision to not go forward with us getting engaged was about us and it was about my fear about us and i already knew how strong i felt about her and i was so afraid of like how it would feel if it didn't work like if we continued on where we were and then we got to the altar and it didn't work but when we met in person like my 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 entire like thought process there was like okay you you messed up like you you need to apologize so this is actually the gift that I, I brought her. And this is, this is one of these, there was so much serendipity that happened in us meeting. But so I ha- these two bookends are my favorite bookends. They're, they're two astronauts on the moon and they're holding the books together. And yeah. I, I brought those with me. You don't, you don't see that. But it was really just like she had bought, made me cupcakes. She gave me these quartz hearts that I kept with me. And she gave me now one of my favorite books, Red Rising. Uh-huh. And so when I, when I was in Mexico, like, and I was going through all of this pain, like I, I was reading the book and I had the quartz heart and I was just thinking about her and, and how well, you know, she had treated me and how bad I was being treated. And so I, I really, I didn't want to even date. Like I, 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 when I, I had talked to a lot of friends and they had all like, Oh, you should, you should go talk to bliss. You should talk to bliss. One, one of them was Marshall. Marshall had actually reached out to me and encouraged me to, to meet with bliss. But in my mindset going into that, it was like, I am really messed up after what had happened in Mexico. And you weren't going to be like, I'm going to try to win you back. Like I'm going to try to apologize. And I was, yeah. I was going to apologize, but at no point was my goal to try to, to win her back. But the second she... Wa- Why did you feel like you had to apologize? Because you felt like you hurt her? I, I don't know if it was so much about that. I think it was more that like she had warned me a little bit. And I... Yeah, I felt like... I just felt like... I don't know how to describe this, but my thought process in Mexico was 
you should have proposed to bliss. Like you should have, like, regardless of whether it would have worked, you know, that that's who you should have proposed to. Like, I mean, I knew it like after I ended it with bliss, I, I was, I was devastated. And I knew in that moment, like how devastated I was that I should have made, I shouldn't have done it. And I, I, but I, the stubbornness, right. I was like, okay, you made your decision. You have to stay, stick with it. Even if you know it's wrong, like even if it's hard, it's hard to explain how you can be that stubborn, but I, he I can be, he I, can be very I, stubborn. She gets <laughs> What did you feel like when the breakup happened? Like how sh- you were so sure. Yeah, right? And he was so probably sure. making you feel sure. So what, what was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, I think I, I was just going to accept it. You know, I mean, we both had to be on the same page. I was like, maybe I was losing my mind a little bit. Maybe me like knowing so sure was maybe I was a little off my rocker and maybe I was wrong. You know, even though I felt like I was right and it turns out I was, but I, I'm never going to be the type of person to try to convince someone to stay with me or be with me. I was like, look, like if this is a decision that you feel is right, I'm going to accept that. I'm going to wish you the best. And I'm just going to have faith that things are going to work out for me, you know? And so it just, it was really obviously very heartbreaking and you don't see me cry as much as I did. Like I cried a lot. It was still really painful, but ultimately I wanted him to be happy. And I knew that it had to be right for him too. You know, even though I, yeah, you want him to want it. Yeah. You wouldn't want Yeah, And I felt like I knew he was making the wrong choice too, but I just was like, I can't tell him this. I can't be like, look, you need to do this. You need to do this. Like you're doing, you're making a mistake. Like, it's just like, you have to come to this on your own. It sounds like Zach, when you talk about the engagement, it sounds to me like you're still trying because you're such a deep dude, you're like still trying to understand why the fuck you would do that. Right. Like, it sounds like you're trying to be like, I think that I was thinking like, you're still trying to be like, how did I do it? Even though it doesn't matter now. Right. It was Mm -hmm. on a TV show. You're happily together now, but in terms of, you know, you, you seem like you want to find a reason that in that moment you would choose to do the thing that you kind of knew wasn't the right thing. I think I've had a lot of time to think about it. And I, I actually don't think that I use the word I think, but I I would actually say I know. Like I, I know what what that decision was based on. So I, I, I don't think I would say I'm I'm still trying to like figure it out. I think I've I've figured out Wait, can you tell can you tell us? Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was based on fear. So the thing like, the thing this is something that I don't think a lot of people understand about the dynamic. I would say that the the Irina and and Bliss conversation they were very independent of each other. They they didn't have any influence, right? Like it, a lot of people think, oh, you pick someone over this person. It, it, that's not what happened, right? Well, it, if all things had been the same, if I didn't have the concerns about the allergies and I didn't have the concerns about being rejected by her family, which Bliss. Obviously, that wasn't as real of a of a risk as I thought it was. And yeah, there was had, no way for you to know. She but. had tried to, you know, convince me that it wasn't, but I I knew how important family was to her, and I, you know, when she had mentioned that her father had never accepted any guys, you I were just you were really fearful yeah, about it. I I I felt like maybe she thought that it wasn't a big deal to her, but you know, if her father rejected me that might end up being something that would have ended up in us saying 
you know, or her saying, I don't, when we got to the altar. So there, there was a lot of fear in, in what motivated me with that decision. But the, the thing about the pause is you get vulnerable. Like I, I realized that if I wanted to actually find a wife, which I did, I was going to have to be vulnerable with people. And I ended up becoming very vulnerable with mul- multiple people in the pods. And I genuinely did fall in love, right? With two people, which was wild. And that was so hard. I did never wanted to get that. And I'm, I'm usually very guarded for just that reason. In, in the past, I had been very guarded because I didn't want to fall in love too quickly. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe th- there's a reason why you, people are careful about being vulnerable, right? Is because yeah. you you if you if you're too vulnerable, then you will actually sometimes fall in love with someone you shouldn't. And well, I think Irina was also showing you things a lot different in the pod. Yes, than what she was showing everything. Yeah. Right, I was going to ask because then when you met, she it was, wasn't really the same person that you were talking to in the pods. She was very very sweet and always made me feel really appreciated and would talk specifically about everything that she thought was special about me. So there, there's a lot of stuff you, you don't, you don't see, um, on, on that side, but like genuinely it, it really ripped me apart because I have never wanted to ever make someone feel like I, they, they were chosen over someone else. And it, it wasn't the case of what happened, but I know how it can feel like that. And so it, it really wrecked me like trying to, to navigate this situation where I really don't want to hurt either person. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. You guys, I think we should all just stop going just to dinner with our significant other, with our friends. You got to do things that are experiences. You got to do things that, you know, create some sort of a vibe. Go to a movie, go to a show, some culture or golf. And you don't have to know how to golf to go to top golf. That's the thing. And if you want to try your first time, Go on a Tuesday because Topgolf has half price Tuesdays. So it's a whole day each week dedicated to more play for less pay. So on Tuesday, all gameplay is half price. So it literally gives you more time to play. I feel like I'm the type of person when I first went, I got there and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even know how many points, where am I supposed to go? And then by the end of it, I was literally like trying to get the ball in so competitive. Like, how are we done with time? Like, no, add more time. It's so much fun at Top Golf. They have giant TVs, handcrafted food and beverage menu. They have balls, they have clubs, they have turf, they have a ball picker up or cart thing. They have music, they have giant targets in their giant fairway. It's just really a lot of fun. You guys, they're all about play but they have some rules half price Tuesday applies to gameplay only isn't offered at every venue and can't be doubled up with other offers or discounts so go check out topgolf.com slash Tuesday topgolf.com slash Tuesday go play some golf at topgolf and if you want to go on Tuesday it'll be half off okay so cut to you guys getting together after Mexico Zach comes in the mindset of I'm, I'm just meeting her you came with the bookends. Why'd you come with the bookends? It was a gift. So bliss. Oh, it was a gift. So you got them for her. I thought you owned them before. I did. Oh yeah, he, he was re gift. They, they, they were. <laughs> they were. It sounds bad, but so what you should know about that gift is like they were actually my favorite bookends. 
Like I like, and it was this moment where I I walked in and Had I he told you about them on the pods or something. He talked a lot about the moon, like about the moon and wanting to go to the moon and go to space and stuff. And so that was really the connection there. And in the pods, you actually bring gifts. They don't always show this, but you bring gifts to bring the other person that kind of represent you or what you want to give to someone. So that was kind of, cause I had given him my gifts, like gifts for him. And so he was kind of like reciprocating a gift. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. That gives it context. Okay. So you come with the bookends, you don't plan on pursuing it romantically, but then what, what changes your mind? So the second bliss walked in (laughs) my, my first thought was, uh, oh, it was, I remember like I saw, uh, we connected eyes. I was like, uh, oh, cause I just knew, I knew in the pods, I was, I was so close to actually getting engaged with her. Everything that I wanted in a wife, she had in spades. Like I, I already knew that, right? Like I, I knew that in the pods that she was everything that I was looking for. You know, I had my, my little checklist and bliss marks off every, everything that I'm looking for and, and things I wasn't looking for, like that, that I should have been looking for. And so I knew already. And the second she walked in and our eyes locked and I could just feel that spark because that's the real question, right? That's what everybody wants. That's what I want. And when I knew that spark was there and I could feel it with us and it never went away and it still hasn't gone away, I just, I I knew. And I was like, okay, I'm not in the place to like be pursuing a relationship after what had just happened, but I, I wasn't going to just let that slip. Right. Like I'd already, I'd already made the mistake once. And then we just kept talking after that, like nonstop. And there, there was just so much chemistry. I was like, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> Liz, did you know right away that, did you have the same feeling? Like, did you know, like, fuck, I thought I would be strong and I'm not going to be able to restrain myself from this, you know, Ben Affleck to 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm trying, I've been trying to quell my smile. Like when I'm walking up to him, I'm like trying to force my smile down. I'm trying to, like, to be like, not, yeah, like, like, well, you know, like, well, it was working because I'm telling you, you did look standoffish. So I didn't see you looked. I was like, she's not happy. No, good. I'm glad that came off because I wasn't. But yeah, it was pretty it was pretty shocking. I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. So how long after that was the engagement? A week. Yeah. Oh my geez. Yeah. So I, I think it was after our second date that I, I made the decision. I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose. And I remember she gave me gave me this call. And, and I was at Target and I was planning everything. I was getting everything prepared for the proposal. And I knew she loves water. So I wanted it to be on a boat mm-hmm. for her because she just, she loves water. We talked about that in the pods. And I asked her, how do you feel about pirate ships? I was like, what? <laughs> like, fine, I guess. Like, what? <laughs> I, so I was going to get like a Pirates of the Caribbean ship, but we couldn't get one on like two days. Oh, Thank the Lord. Yeah, that the other boat was definitely more the vibe. No, yeah, more the vibe. Wow. God is, you know, working its magic. The Pirates of the Caribbean boat was not available. It's magic for sure to make all of this work out. Zach, are you like obsessed with your new mother in law? I I, I love the family. Yeah. She Yeah. Wait, so what about your dad? Because was that as awkward as it looked on TV that the meeting with with Bliss's father it wasn't quite as awkward as it as it looked it was Zach. T- it was it, <laughs> it was 
very, very tense. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly what was happening when I went upstairs because, yeah. And, and so I had left and there was this moment where bliss, I had kind of gotten a little, little heated with, with her dad. And I just heard, I love him, dad. And I was like, this doesn't sound like it's going well. (laughs) That sounds like out of a movie. That scene. Yeah, it was actually. (laughs) Dad, I love him. Why that's funny. Oh my God. And you hearing that, Zach, and thinking like, oh no. <laughs> so before we go, I just wanted to note that at the reunion, Zach, you didn't look like you look today. Like, not physically. We've talked about that. You were heated AF. Like, you came in, like today, you're like chill, you're laughing, like it's behind us. Tell me about coming into that reunion. Why were you so heated? Was there more that you wanted to say that we didn't see? No, I think I said everything that I I wanted to say. I think for me going into it, it was this very big moment. I talked to Bliss. I talked a lot about this the entire time, which was, you know, this is like or 15 minutes of fame. Like this is as big as we're gonna get. You know, and like no one's like I I that's my my thought about it. Like I, I 10 years from now, there's not gonna be 10 million people tuning in live to listen to me speak. I just don't see that in the future. So I do. <laughs> yeah. But so, so going into it, it was really important to me that I, I asked myself, what is it that you want the world to hear? Like, what is, what is it that you want the world to hear? And I think the thing that the world needs more than anything is grace. We, we need to give each other grace. We need to extend grace. And I, and it was this huge balance for me of like balancing grace and accountability. And what does that look like? And I don't know if there's ever a clear answer because I, I didn't want to pretend what happened on the show didn't happen. Right. So I, I want, I, I tried to as gracefully as possible without going into all the details and this being bad, just to say quite frank, what happened? This is what happened. I said it as clearly as I could without talking about the details or condemning anyone. I, I really tried to do that and, and balancing that with also saying like, look, I, I believe in forgiveness. I believe that every human life is redeemable. No matter how bad the mistakes you've made, you can become better. But we also have to, there has to be some accountability too. So I, I tried to balance that. I think when you see me getting a little upset, it had more to do with the way Paul was being treated. I, I did not like that. And I knew because Paul came out and I had talked to him about before he went out there and about taking accountability for what, his side of what happened and apologizing. And he, he did that, right? He got up there and he's like, look, I'm sorry. I could have worded this differently. And they just kept going into him. And I, I was so upset about that because I there's so much he could have said to defend himself, but he chose not to say anything. And the way it was looking, it, it was the way that it was being portrayed was really making it look like Paul was this, this really bad guy. And there's a lot of stuff. It's not really my place to talk about that, that had happened and transpired before going on there with Paul. Paul was a wreck. Paul was a total wreck going in before he, he was, he, yeah. So when I saw that, like, it, it's like they weren't accepting his apology and they just kept pushing him on it. Like he had a right to say no for whatever reason he wanted to, if he decided it wasn't right for him, you know, maybe that hurt, but so did, so did she. And so like the fact he said, like, look, maybe I said something that it should have ended right there. 
And so that that's what I was yeah. gonna I was not going to just sit there and allow them to kind of bash on Paul. And you'll notice when I said what I said, nobody chimed in and said the opposite. About Micah. It, it, yes. Yeah. So there about oh, you said yeah. that she wasn't planning on saying yes or something. So I I, I yeah. And are you good friends with Paul? Yeah. Like we're, still? We're really good friends. Yeah, we talk quite a bit. And is he doing okay now? Did he get, was that just like, tell me, cause I really looked to like the people and I didn't feel like maybe at the reunion, you felt like he was being attacked, but I'm telling you like on the people side, like on the people, people weren't hating on him or what he said. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, people are more team Paul. I think mm-hmm. if, if you get what I mean, yeah. like, I, I, I don't think people are, were taking that and running with it as much that's good yeah i think we just know micah and we just know like how things can be kind of twisted and i think he wanted to kind of put an end to that before it kept getting deeper down yeah the, the way look the way it had been portrayed and that whole viral thing like paul was a wreck after after what had happened at the wedding He's like doing better and he he was really torn up about like what to do and we talked so much and just the way like I, I think it, the way that kind of that, that video was trying to paint him, this just, it, it was crazy to me that that actually. Wait, what video that he was like ass, touching the girl's yeah, butt? the ass. Okay, I Alleged. literally, <laughs> do you guys watch Vanderpump Rules? No, I need to though. Okay, okay, so there's a lot of drama there. Anyway, there, there was like a real life cheating situation. And on the show, the same week there, the reunion happened and there was that viral touching butt moment. The same thing happened on Vanderpump Rules, but like in real life, those people actually were found out to be cheating. Oh, so I was like, okay, here there's actual like a story, and like he touched her butt, and now it makes sense because they were cheating. With the with the Paul thing, I was like, this is so. This is why like I'm not on TikTok, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, this is not real. Like he's not touching her butt. It's so obvious that this is not a romantic thing. But I really important for me to say before we go is during the reunion, Zach, the grace versus accountability. And you pointed everyone to go look at a post of yours called the receipts. It's pinned to your profile. I went through it. Zach shares his whole story about his mom and really beautiful. And the song, I hope you dance and the meaning to it on your wedding day, which literally like I rewound to like watch again. Like that's how emotional your wedding was to me I think that one of the most emotional on love is blind yeah so everyone should go read it to get to know your story more Zach and get to know what you were talking about probably a lot of those five hours I'm assuming (laughs) and why that was important to you so thank you both for coming on I wish you the best of fucking luck I am so proud to say I rooted from for you from the beginning and I hope that you know that you stay as happy as you look right now, honestly. Thank you so much. Yeah. We love you. No kiss. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I just felt like a moment, you know? Was I the only one? I felt like there was a moment there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.